We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rowell. Coming to you guys as we still await a second round opponent for the Colorado Avalanche. After a bit of a busy Thursday, nothing really happening on this Friday. No signings, no news on Kadri. Avs kind of just hanging out waiting for things to happen tonight. Um, So we figured, why not have the conversation about the roster going forward? Let me start with this. Can, at this point, can these playoffs significantly affect anyone's contract value anymore? Or is it pretty much what it's going to be? Um, I still think Grubauer has some skin in the game because this is where everybody's like, he has to prove himself. And really, um, his play, he, I think he's done that. But the, uh, the injury last year is really like everyone's big remaining question, right? Can he stay healthy? Can he get them past the second round? All right. So I think I think that's Grubauer's question to answer. That I think you know with Landy, kind of have a pretty good idea there. Um, but with Grubauer, it's whether it's fair or not. The postseason 
is such a huge part of their their reputation. You know, such a huge part of what teams pay for. Yeah. Landy, I mean, Landy's been the same player for like eight years. So yeah. you kind of know what you're what he is. There's nothing new you're gonna find out there with Gruby. It's yeah. You hear it. That's the question mark around the abs is people always say goaltending despite how well he's played this year. So um, I'm sure he's he wants to go out there and prove it because he wants to earn that contract. But, yeah, I do feel like money-wise he's probably looking at, you know, if I show a little bit more in this playoffs, I can probably make a little bit more money and have, have a say in that. So maybe a little bit of, of money still on the table there, but – Ultimately, the Avs have some decisions to make one way or another. Uh, We've alluded to this conversation a lot this year. Diving into it, the number we'd come up with, and this is an estimate on on our part, was somewhere around $17 million dollars for both Landis Gog and Kale McCarr, correct, AJ? You still stand by that? Um yeah. That's under the that's that's Yeah, we'll get into the Kale Bridge conversation. Yeah. Under the assumption that one they each get a long term deal, somewhere around seventeen million is I think a safe number to operate with. And with that knowledge, as it stands right now the Avs have ballpark around $24 million to work with next year. Um, So we're going to see some pieces get shed. I I think that is pretty clear. Of the Avs UFAs at the end of the year, you have uh, Landis Gog, Saad, Belmar, Soderberg, which is certainly almost going to be gone. Um, And then... Nemeth, same thing. A bunch of non-roster regulars that include guys like Tynan, Magna, uh, Burroughs, Renouf, etc. And then you have Grubauer and all of the goalies, basically. Yeah, Grubauer, Dubnik, and Johansson are all UFA. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I don't even know if you mentioned him, but Calvert, too. Yeah, Calvert, Calvert as well. As yeah, well. you yeah. He's buried on IR, so we forget he exists. Yeah. Um, but either way, they're losing a lot of pieces and $24 million to reconstruct, I guess, tinker with their roster a little bit there. Uh, one of the big conversations before we get into the Landis Gogan Grubauer conversation, I do want to have a little bit of the Brandon Sod conversation. Um, one right now he's making 5 million flat. Yeah. Keep in mind, Chicago's paying him a million as well. So he's coming off a 6 million deal. Yep. The deal was for 6 million. Um, I think consensus is with the flat cap. It's going to be hard for him to get to 6 million regardless of whether he goes into the market or not course you never know we've seen teams overpay heavily in free agency before we'll see it again but it gets tight 
quick to afford Brandon Sod. Now, <laughs> how you navigate this offseason and the expansion draft, maybe it becomes a little bit more realistic. But... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel about Sod coming back? How... Is there much confidence there, or are you living in a world where you're accepting it's not happening? It's hard to get any sort of feel. He's always felt like a hired gun to me for this year. Um, it's just with with those numbers going up with Grubauer, Lannis, Hogmacar, it's just it's hard to see how they could realistically keep him because of what they would be able to pay him, but. We've seen teams juggle this salary cap before, so who the heck knows? Just uh, have a mysterious injury that lasts all season. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, AJ, you kind of feel the same way? Hired gun vibes, or do you think there's a better chance than that? Well, I think from a hockey perspective, he's been a great fit. Sure. You know, and... He's he's been effective wherever they've put him. You know, he had a slow start. And it was funny because people were tweeting at me like, I don't think he understands how to play hockey. <laughs> it's like, it's a way of an indictment for a guy who's won a Stanley Cup twice as like a top six guy. Yeah. Um. I, I think he's such a good fit and like you see you see the way that he works with Nichushkin and Jost. You know, like this version of that line where Jost is like Nichushkin's doing his thing. Uh Jost is just rolling right along. And Assad really kind of ties it together. He makes that line like dangerous. Yep. And because those two guys on their own, like they'll score the occasional goal, but Sod, like that's kind of what he does. You know, that guy just he just finds the back of the net. Yep. So I think that he's been such a good fit, and I also think he's at the point of in his in his career, like yes, this is theoretically one of his last chances to get like a big deal if he wanted it. But I don't know that he's going to get it in this market. Like maybe the the likeliest team to give him a big contract would be like Edmonton. You know, they're going to be in the market. They need, they need help. They have money. They overpay every time they sign anybody to anything. Like, it's it's really if he I think I think it has to do a lot with how how much he wants to be here because if he tells the abs hey I'll sign for what Toffoli did in Montreal last year you know right around four million over four years then Colorado should get to work in trying to make that happen. Um, if they just can't, you know, then they just can't like, then that's just how life goes. Right. But I think, uh, 
I I think they should they should try uh, to prioritize keeping him if they can. But if if it just isn't going to work out, then the, you know, then it just it's not going to work out, and you replace him internally with a guy like Newhook. With like how much he likes Colorado, all that stuff. This is such a hard year to even like get any vibes on that because we can't even go in the locker room. No one knows how anybody fits in. We have to assume everyone talks about how great the locker room is, that he's fit in just fine, and I'm sure he has because he's fit in perfectly fine on the ice. But, yeah, you never know. His, his chances on restricted free agent, he's still, he's still relatively young. He's not like a pushing 30s, things like that. So um, a lot – you know, if you look at if they were to say lose Donskoy in the expansion draft and lose that four million, do you go back and say, hey, you know, here's that money? Because that's pretty much like, you know, you, that's who you'd want to take that spot anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, as it stands right now today, the Avs would have nine regular forwards signed if you include Newhook. Uh, Landis Gog and Saad would make 11. If they were to lose one in expansion draft, that would go to 10. Um, now, those other roster spots could be filled by Martin Kaut, could be an 11th there. Realistically, you expect them, if they have the money, to go out and do something in free agency as well, to make 12 probably. You have guys like Logan O'Connor in the system. That could be probably more of a 13th forward, but options for the lineup as well. So, Sampo Ranta, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> just vibing into the lineup, apparently. Yeah, he's just like, look, good looks and positive outlook on life. Next thing <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the lineup. Look, all right, on, on a cup contender. Maybe he's a coach's dream player because. He just does whatever the coach says to do. Put your head down and go to the yeah. net. Don't overthink it. Um, maybe, man, maybe. I mean, they. You listen to the. You listen to the Minnesota coaching staff talk about him, and they were like, "Look, we've been. It's great to see him play this way this year because we've been trying to get this out of him for three years, <laughs> like trying to convince him that he is a. He is a big dude that has the ability to just overpower people and go hard <laughs> so i guess he finally listened and now look at him he's just like well well i'll just take some fourth line reps on a stanley cup contender think sampo think you're six foot four 220 yeah anyway um so look uh, when you're talking about 12 players in a forward core there's always going to be some fluidity we're just going to very casually and calmly not talk about Shane Bowers on this show at all. Um, <laughs> assuming a Landis Gog deal gets done, it's pretty much the one question is Brandon Sod. Which, look, anything can happen. Landy could decide he wants to go make a ton of money and someone could give him a crazy offer. That's certainly on the table. But if I had to pick one free agent that the Avs definitely sign this offseason, 
I'd say Landis Gog. I'm curious if you guys would agree, or do you think Grubauer gets first first bite at the cake over Landy? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the way the rest of their goalies have played this year, I don't know. I mean, I guess Johansson's been fine, but that's certainly not a guy I'm super excited about. Um, honestly, I don't even know who the unrestricted free agents are. Freddie Anderson. I think, and he's been terrible. So it's like, how do you, yeah, how do you, like, you're going to be a Stanley Cup contender, you're, and just like lose your goalie. Like, this, it's, Andy seems like the obvious answer, but Gruby is the position he's playing makes it difficult. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. That's why the the title of the show is Can They Do Both? (laughs) Is it not? Um, we can talk about that in period two. First, we got to tell you guys about Illegal Pete's. They've been back in action for about a month now with the uh, pandemic hopefully winding down. You can go to your local Illegal Pete's. There's one right down by the DNVR bar. So if you want to pick up a uh, a burrito from them, highly recommend their steak and potatoes. It's my favorite burrito from them, and it's delicious. So go on down there. Get yourself some amazing burritos. They also have an awesome promotion where if you bring a same-day ticket stub from any event in Colorado, you can get upgrades such as a 32-ounce margarita, some other awesome stuff in store as well. Check them out. Get yourself burritos. They're dope. Can't recommend them enough. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Sign up with a new account and use code DNVR. I hope you did yesterday, and I hope you bet on the Nuggets because you would have won yourself $200 in bets for $5. 40 to 1 odds still going on right now in the basketball playoffs. All you have to do is pick a basketball team to win their upcoming game, and you win $200 in free bets. Super easy, super awesome. Have to use the DNVR code to get signed up for that odds boost, but they also have odds boosts every single day, which you can use in all of the major sports, as well as some less major sports that you can bet on too. So go over there, win yourself some money with DraftKings Sportsbook. They're super safe and reliable, extremely easy to use, especially when it comes to depositing and withdrawing money. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. $5 bet paid out in $200 in free credits when the basketball team wins their next game. Uh, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And of course... If you haven't seen the vibes from last night at the DNVR bar, uh, go check them out just to see what you're missing because uh, the bar's dope. It was crazy. It was weird, but amazing, but crazy. I highly recommend it. Avs fans, I hope Sunday's turnout is even better than yesterday's turnout for the Nuggets because it's the first game of round two. So come out. It's going to be hype. There's no doubt about it. I'm excited to get back to it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So come on down to the DNVR bar. Also consider signing up for a DNVR membership. The annual membership gets you a bunch of amazing stuff like bigger beers. You get a free shirt. You get a free mask with it as well. And, you know, our content. That's that little uh, that little nugget as well. You can get all of that. So, yeah, support us, please. Thank you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Let's work our way backwards from the forwards here, actually. Well, we'll save the Grubauer conversation for a little bit later. Obviously, they have to sign Kale McCarr. Um, he is an RFA, however. So their defense outside of Kale McCarr really doesn't need very much work. Gerard is signed long-term. You have Taves for the next three years. You have two more years of Ryan Graves. You do have to figure out something with Connor Timmons, potentially. Uh, he's an RFA, but not in line for a significant significant raise. Yeah, not gonna take it. Not gonna take a ton there. You have Byram still on his ELC for another two years, and just like that, you're basically done with a top six. Um, Eric Johnson. Yeah, with yeah. E- EJ signed for two more years, so maybe that's the conversation we should be having. The uh, what the do you EJ do with one. EJ? Yeah, that uh, that is the question. Is well, it that not? six that six million dollars is kind of the the key to their whole offseason? Uh, six million, yes. Is four million there enough? I guess is the question. That right there pays for Brandon Todd. It does one to one. You know, uh, well, and then if you assume that Donskoy or Comfer or Graves are the guy that guy that another goes another three ish million dollars, yeah, yeah, then somewhere in the neighborhood of another three and four million. So uh, you're sitting on seven to play with, yeah. And so suddenly, you know, that's that's money. I think that's money that you could give Tyson Jost a multi year deal. You could give. Uh, Cotter Timmons' qualifying offer. You could slot in any extra ELCs you need. And then that would be Sod's money right there. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... It, it's an interesting conversation. And there's two sides of this story. First of all, how do you move the money out? We've talked a little bit before about if this is a buyout yeah. with, with two years left on the deal, that puts the Avs $2 million in the hole for the next four years. Yeah, that's Wait. $2 million right off the top of their – it's just gone. Which for four, four, four years straight hurts. years. Four years hurts. Yep. Um, you could essentially accomplish the same thing if you – retain two million and ship him out and then it's only a two year problem for you. Yeah. You have to find a you have to find somebody that wants to pay four million dollars for a, a guy who is injured as often as he is. Which I don't think is necessarily impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but we saw how hard it was last offseason to move money for like guys like Tyler Johnson could have been had completely for free. Yeah. So that was obviously an extreme situation. Um, last off season with the money problems that teams had, but with, with EJ, like I just, I don't think that the need to move him is so desperate. You have to start like the comment sections talking about attaching a first round pick to move him. Like I've been, I've been yeah, all about that. like screw this draft, right? <laughs> but get something for the first round pick. Don't. 
don't just addition yeah, by subtraction it. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Orpic thing that happened with Washington, like that would be acceptable if they could find a taker. They pay them a, a price of some kind. That team buys him out, and then the ads could freely recite him for a million dollars or whatever. I mean, the interesting thing about that conversation is you're not allowed to do that if the NHL can find that you tried to do that intentionally. Um, I mean, we just saw... We've seen two instances in the last couple of years of, of teams re-signing players that they sure. bought out. Or, like, you know, it, players and players that in situations like that where it's it, like it's it would be very wow. hard for the nhl to prove it but like the orpic situation was investigated they did look at it to make sure that this wasn't their plan all along yeah i know the abs tried to the abs tried to trade orpic yeah <laughs> they thought they thought that when they got him they had a they had somebody lined up to pick it up yeah like they would have retained and just like here He's yours, you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say with EJ, it's obviously none of this matters if he's not healthy. Like the whole trade talk thing is just, I he's mean, around, it, he's around the team a little bit more now. And I asked, you know, McKinnon of what it's like. And he said, he's, you know, his spirits are up, um, but it didn't sound like he's anywhere close to a return, which would obviously change a lot about how this summer goes and things like that. If, so. yeah, if you get to like August or September and it's clear that he's still not healthy, it might be uh, LTI retirement time. Yeah. That's that's one way to find yourself some money. Well, Which, and then that doesn't do you any good. You know, when... I, I get it. Yeah, when the, the whole offseason is taking place and everybody's made all their moves and shit, the um, EJ... EJ you know, if yeah, that's if, more if that's of a, the case, if he misses next year on LTIR, like that's a like okay, like then that's a thing. You have, I, I mean, you have the money for that season, but you missed the off season window to make genuine use of it. You still provide yourself opportunities at the deadline with things like that, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a different conversation. It's, yeah, it's nowhere near like you. Like, oh, like Brandon Saad is just off your roster now because he didn't have the money at the time, you know? And I like, mean, that's yeah. that's something that they need to they need to know his injury timeline. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they they have a better concept of it than we do anyway. But yeah. Yeah. the whole I mean, Eric, like AJ said, the Eric Johnson situation is not like a huge concern, at least for me. One, because. You know, I, I've been asking about him this week to the coach and to the players just because I'm more like it's been such a weird year with isolation. I'm just like hopefully that mentally these guys are able to be okay. And like that's kind of why I was checking in with him. Um, and I'm happy that he's around the team. But I also still believe that $6 million or not, a healthy Eric Johnson would have been a big help for this team, I think, especially on this third pair. Patrick Nemeth just wouldn't have happened. EJ's their yeah. fourth best defenseman if you drop him into the lineup today. Yeah. yeah. And he no longer has to be the guy. Like yeah. This would have been such a perfect situation, and this whole situation has just kind of stunk. 
Um, I mean, then you have a legit right side with Timmins, Johnson, and and McCarr, mm-hmm. and your left side is is Taves, Gerard, and Graves slash Byram. Yeah, whatever. In this whatever. conversation, yeah. yeah. Like it would not have been hard to have to envision like, oh, your third pairing could have easily been Byram and Johnson if you wanted. Yep. It, like we've seen the Avs have an elite defense without EJ. But it's it be a leadier. Yeah, like it's easy to imagine where you're just like this third pairing doesn't have the, oh my god, what are you about to do with the puck? <laughs> the, the, the total like, sphincter pairing yeah, is no longer... Straight up, the butt pucker does not exist when... <laughs> it's just not at the same level. Like, yeah. he's done some dumb shit with pucks over the years, of course, but... Not uh, as often, yeah. Yeah, with Nemeth, it's like... Every time he gets the puck, like, I during that last game, against game in game four, like... We were actively like cheering successful breakouts <laughs> yeah. and, and clears of the zone. Yep. Yep. Uh oh. Chat's taking his pants off. Yeah. Chat, chat got after dark in a hurry. <laughs> Good Lord. It's not DNVR after dark yet. Please, no. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty sunny outside. Yeah, little, only like eight hours until it gets dark. Eh, yeah. That's more like seven or six. Anyway. Uh, the other defensive conversation, Kale McCarr, is going to get signed. I mean, obviously. Yeah. The question is, to what, how much, how long? Uh, we've talked a lot about a long-term deal. That number, at absolute minimum, starts with an eight. More realistically, might be in the nine-plus range. Um, but what if it's not long-term? We discussed this a little bit the other day where you could give Makar a three-year deal and still have him on RFA at the end of it. Some of this is also that the market for all of these young defenders is coming up at the same time. Yep. Um, You have Quinn Hughes, Kale Makar, Miro Haskin, and Rasmus Dahlin are all going to be... The next wave of greatness is about to get paid. Yeah, and I don't know what Adam Fox's situation is. Let me see real quick. Off the top of he my head. He might have one more year. Um, in any case, Evan. He's got one more year. What are your thoughts, Evan, on a potential bridge for Kale McCarr? Are you a, you a fan or would you just go long term? I don't like the bridge. I'd rather just rip the Band-Aid off and get him signed now because – Say it's a two or three year deal, you know. Then you're, good lord, what could that contract look like in two or three years? Then you're talking even more. So, that's my opinion. But um, the player also has a say in this because they might say, "Hey, you know, I'll take a bridge now," and then maybe in a few years the cap is going to look a little bit different. Well, I think that's that's the conversation for those guys, right? Is that you? They want to get paid too. It's you not see, like... you see that the cap is going to be flat, and if Makar signs a six-year deal, the cap stays flat for the first two years of it. He's perfectly happy. Nobody's out there resetting his market, getting paid higher than him, right? 
But what if, and I'm telling you, Quinn Hughes is taking a bridge deal. They they can't pay him on a long-term <laughs> deal. They just Quinn Hughes is getting a bridge deal because they have to. Um, but what if, you know, if, if what if all those other guys take bridge deals and McCarr McCarr's looking at that landscape and by the fourth year, all those other guys, you know, year four starts, all those other cats have signed long-term deals. And those guys are all now ma- making more money than Kel McCarr. Yeah. Like, look, there's security, obviously, in signing a long-term deal today. The Avs would love to give him eight years and just be like, okay, your 20s are done. We have you through your 20s, just like they did with Sam Gerrard. Done. We're finished with that. We don't have to worry about this again until you are a 30-year-old, which is insane to think about. It's so one of one of the things with a bridge deal for McCarr is it's gonna be pretty tough to give him a two-year bridge. Because if the Avs do that, yeah, it's up the same year that Nathan <laughs> McKinnon's contract is up. McCarr and McKinnon. Yeah, that's a fun summer. About to spend twenty-five million dollars <laughs> on two players in the same offseason. Well, and the um the thing with McKinnon though is that he can sign the year before if he wants to. He could. He could sign early. That's true. So even if you give him even if you give him uh you know two years, you might already know McKinnon's number. That's fair. I mean, McCarr could do the same, too. But, I mean, he's more likely to wait. What do you mean? Like, if he takes a two-year deal, he can still sign a year early. Like, extend that deal. He totally could. But the point, I think the point of signing a two-year, or I don't think there is a point in signing a two-year deal. Yeah. Um, I think if he's signing a bridge, it's a three-year deal, because that way, by the third year, they start to expect the cap to go up. By they, They said... We expect the cap to be flat for three years. This is year one, two more years of that. So he gets through the flat cap. He's still making bank. You know, he's still making $8 million or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but by the, by the third year, the cap will start to go up. He can, he, and then he can start to be like, <laughs> I'm going to make all that money. From the team perspective, you squeeze another RFA year out of McCarr that way as well for a reduced price. Yeah. With with the third year. But um Yeah. yeah. I, did, I did see Friedman saying that five years of a flat cap. I mean if that's gonna happen, like if that's if that's what teams operate under the assumption of a five years of flat cap. Long first time. of all, these guys <laughs> these guys aren't getting paid the things that we think they're gonna get paid. Nobody is. Yeah. yeah. If you're operating under five years of a flat cap, long-term contracts are either not going to happen or they're going to, all of the numbers that we've seen in the last few years are going to be irrelevant and everybody's going to sign for cheaper because it's just a different landscape. All, most of these contracts that have been getting signed have been getting signed with the assumption that the cap continues to go up over time. And let me preface this by saying, no one knows right now for sure. Like the NHL isn't going to have realistic projections on when their cap is going to start going up until they get back to 
100% attendance revenues and things like that, which yep. won't happen until next season, pretty much. Yep. Um, but I will say, and this is a larger conversation that I'm sure we can have in the off season. You're watching dudes like Mookie Betts get paid half a billion dollars for their contracts. <laughs> yes, I know it's over 14 years or whatever, but players in other sports getting 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year. And the NHL's nowhere near that mark for their best players. The revenues are nowhere near the marks I, of, I hear of that. the other sports. I, I hear that, but there's a discrepancy there that is interesting. Leave it at that. I mean, they don't. The league doesn't make anywhere like nowhere close to the amount of money that those other leagues do. I hear you. And that's what determines, I mean, that's like the salary cap is determined by an equation built, no, I, off, of, I built off of revenues. So, but there's relief look, pitchers making more than Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. That's right. the reality of the. Right. And, and yeah. I, I hear you there. And I understand. How many, how many shitty basketball players are toiling around on like the, on, on a bench unit on a bad team? And he's just, randomly has a $9 million salary and you're like, what's happening here? And look, I understand that every owner in the NHL is not cronky, but there are plenty of owners in the NHL where if the salary cap went to a hundred million overnight, they'd be just fine. Anyway, conversation for a different day. Kale McCarr bridge, AJ, you said 8 million. You think that's about fair? I genuinely don't know. Okay. Um, and look, if they're going to operate under a five-year, a five-year flat cap expectation, if if that's if that's how they feel about it, then just give him a six-year deal. But it can't be ten million dollars. Yeah. What's Shabbat's deal? Eight by eight. Did? Yeah, you almost wonder. I would have always assumed it's more than that, but. If it's a flat cap, you almost wonder if you say. Hey, I think if it's a flat cap, I think he has to come in uh, above Shabbat and under Rantanen. Eight and a half ish. Yeah, I mean Rantanen at nine two five. If he came in at nine, that's under. <laughs> it's under, but I don't nine think it can be. Four. I think it can be. That would be so funny. <laughs> um. I just don't that's yeah I think if the if they're the flat cap if that's the expectation for five years then it changes this whole thing honestly Landis Gog I don't know that they can give him seven million anymore all right well if you're tired of coming in under the measurement Manscaped can make it look bigger. Make it look bigger. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good life hack right there. God damn it! Just make it look bigger. Easy. Yeah. 
easy. Go to manscaped.com, use code DNVR to get 20% off the perfect package 4.0. Get their new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and make it look bigger. It's that simple. Uh, you can also get all of their other products, which help with all of your hair care, not only below the belt, but for your beard, for your chest. You can even shave your head with it if you want. It's awesome. Their products work great. Cannot recommend them enough. Uh, yeah, Manscaped. They're dope. Also brought to you by Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R to check them out. It stands for Get a Better Insurance. They save hundreds of dollars for pretty much everyone at DNVR who's gone over there and done it, checked out their home and auto insurance, completely free to use, and they will give you the best rates out there that you can get. A few people even saved over $1,000, so why not do it? It's completely free. Jump in there, save yourself a bunch of money so you can go spend it on stuff like DNVR shirts and other awesome stuff. Uh, also brought to you by the Colorado XOs. If you haven't heard, Colorado's kind of the coolest place in america for rugby right now up in infinity park at glendale they host the men's and women's national teams so if you want to see the best rugby in the country this is the place to do it but they also have a new rugby venture and team which is the xos the colorado xos are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports including football basketball baseball wrestling soccer track and field and others these athletes possess the necessary skill to excel at the game of rugby many of these guys you may have heard of from particularly football. There's a couple of guys that played in the NFL that are now trying their hand at rugby. You can learn more about it at infinity park at glenndale.com. And of course, follow DNVR rugby on Twitter. Our guy Colton Strickler does regular interviews and podcasts with guys. Even if you're new to the sport, he has one-on-one rugby podcast. So you can learn and get into the game. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get into the conversation as this will tie back into Landeskog. Philip Grubauer, close your eyes today. What do you give him? That he actually stays. I know in la la magic land you give him three million dollars and but that's not happening you're taking a pay cut boy (laughs) five by six i don't know which one's the five and which one's the six? five is years five years at six mil yeah so you're gonna he's gonna get a lesser contract than jordan bennington did it, <laughs> is anyone on earth using Jordan Bennington's yeah, contract as a real comparable right now? I mean, yeah, so might try at this point. But yeah, well, know. you know, Philip Grubauer's agent is alive. Um, <laughs> assuming, assuming that he continues to have a pulse, I don't see how <laughs> in the fuck that Bennington. That Grubauer gets less than Jordan Bennington. I how so, old is Bennington actually? I don't actually 27. know. Twenty-seven. So he's a couple years younger than Grub. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't see how he gets less in the money category for sure. I, there's there's no universe where I see him getting less than six. Well, people, st- you... I mean, remember early in the year, people were like, I wouldn't give Grubauer six, and now it's like, well, 
get get used to it. Get get ready for more. Well, there were a couple contracts signed. You have the Markstrom deal too. Yeah. Yeah, the Markstrom deal over the summer, the six by six, and then Bennington got a six by six, and it's like, well, this sort is of just sets kind of that market. Yeah. yeah, that market just sort of got set. Oh. So, in a world where Macar takes a bridge, let's just say it comes in at nine, just for theoretical sake, <clears throat> you have Landy coming in around seven-ish. Yeah, put him at seven for right now, generously. So, so that's sixteen I'm feeling, million. I'm feeling kind. <laughs> sixteen million right there. If you're signing Grubauer for six flat, <clears throat> that's twenty-two million. <clears throat> That gives you, if you're the Avalanche, two million to work with, plus whatever you lose in the expansion draft to sign guys like Jost, Timmins, um, and at least one forward and a backup goaltender. You already have a backup goaltender. Frankie. Dude, oh yeah, friends. I totally forgot about friends. Dude, if you go on IR, you don't exist in my world. Apparently, you just or the Avs world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you have two million dollars plus whatever you get an expansion draft to sign two or three forwards, including potentially Brandon Sod, and then clean up your RFAs. Sounds like a fun summer. Yeah, I think they'll be more aggressive than that. I just think that they they know, like this is the team. Like they time to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and <clears throat> if you're generous in the expansion draft, say they take Donskoy, that's three point nine. You yeah. have five. You have nearly six million dollars to work with. You can sign Sod with that. You have two million in flexibility that gets you Joe signed. Maybe yeah. you need to move out a bit piece to to clean stuff up a little bit. But, or you can have the EJ conversation, which we already did. The the kind of the I would say the small benefit of Makar as an RFA is that there's no realistic expectation that he gets signed, like early in yeah. the off season. It, he'll that's, get done when he gets done. Yeah, that's gonna be a training camp contract. <laughs> yep. In my opinion, I like it gets done before training camp starts for next season. I will be like, That's, it will be a surprise for me. It's going to be in training camp, and the answer are going to be like, all right, Kale, so we have exactly $8,271,000 <laughs> So that's what you're getting. <laughs> maybe he just, maybe he's he just like, okay. A, maybe he just takes a one year deal, and then depending on how much uh, cap room we have to have every year, he just takes contracts like that. Like I just take oh, whatever have, left of the salary cap. You guys, you guys, you guys have 8.2? All right, I'll take $8 million this year, and then yep. next year, you know, oh, what's that? You guys have nine and a half? Cool, I'll take that. That sounds great. Because <laughs> uh, we're all assuming the league is going to go back to the normal schedule next year. That's the experience. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be like a crazy short summer with training camp being like, yep. what, 45 days after the season actually ends? Something playoffs like that. End? Yeah. So this year's, this year's Stanley Cup finals participants are going to, uh, they are going to be popular picks to suffer from 
the fatigue the hangover, and the hangover yeah. because they're just not going to get they're not going to get any time off any injuries any lingering injuries any surgeries that need to happen whatever there's a good chance all that stuff will carry over into next year uh interesting question here in the chat from edwin what's the shortest contract you can get grew to sign he will be 30 next year which holds oh, mark Stroll. Okay. younger than that i'm pretty yes. sure I mean, he was the hot goalie prospect forever, and then yeah. he finally figured it out. Just trying. so, just just to answer a question earlier, wow. he's not. He's thirty-one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the free agents this year in the goaltender market: Chris Dreger, Mike Smith, Philip Grubauer, Peter Mrazek, Linus Olmark, Tuka Rask, Jonathan Bernier, Freddie Anderson. So, Anti Ranta, Freddie Anderson. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other potential starters here. Not really. So you're either yoloing on Anderson to bounce back, you're yoloing on Ranta to not be broken constantly, or you're yoloing on what Chris Dreger did this year being real. Yeah, 27 year old Chris Dreger is 23 games of 207 goals against on 927 save percentage. It's good, but is is that the real played one, played one playoff game and got replaced by Spencer Knight. So yep. um I think that probably for me that should have put a hard stop on the Chris Dreger fanaticism that has developed within Abs fans. But if you're not going with Grubauer, I think the most realistic look is not necessarily with Washington, but going back to the trade well. Well, and like so the other Washington, the other <laughs> name on there, like both of the Carolina guys, Reimer and Mrazek, are there. Mrazek's healthy. Mrazek's been like a fine starter, right? But are you getting any better? Mrazek is like what people thought Grubauer was in the first two years on steroids. That dude is the streakiest goaltender alive. Yeah, and like his his numbers always kind of. Just end up okay in the middle because he has a month of unbelievable fire and then is actually like a moon of Saturn that cold. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there's a reason they've kept James Reimer around, yeah, as like the buffer just in case, you know. Yep, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the shortest he if, if you're Grubauer, you're saying. This is my time. I want a long-term deal. He took three years last time. I, I, that's why I said five, because that's more of a hope than an ex- expectation, because I think five would be the shortest he would take to he's 35. Yeah, and look, if depending on his postseason run, um, you know, at this point, he's this is his third postseason run. Uh, with the Avs, and his first one, he had a 9.25, then he had a 9.22, and so far this year, he has a 9.36. And three second-round appearances with one cut short by injury. But So I think we're beyond the days of he's bad in the postseason because of a couple of relief appearances in Washington, 
and the first two games of that Columbus series. Yep. Where he got replaced and then they went on to win the cup. Like he's been a good postseason goaltender. He's been a good regular season goaltender. Look, I think they just have to sack up and pay the man. He's comfortable in Colorado. Um, he looks – I don't know. The The team looks – and I've usually have hated these arguments in the past, but the team just plays a different way in front of him. They play yeah. such a calm game in front of him. It's painfully obvious how much better they play in front of him this year. It's painful. Yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next year when they get Francois back there, and it's like that's a guy that they – also played with a lot of trust in the year before, yep. but now they're better. Uh, it would be interesting. So, um, yeah, like yep. Washington, Washington would be interesting, but you're you're kind of re- you're doing the same thing that you did with Grubauer. Where how many times can you go to that well and get Philip Grubauer? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, how well, consistently like, can you find that dude? Yeah, like, Varley was an obvious. That was an easy. Like he was going to be a starter. He was like 22 at the time. Like that was a. That one was a slam dunk. Yeah, that was yeah. That was a oh, that was such a good value deal for them. It it sucks that it like ended up in nothing. You know that. Varley never won anything in Colorado. Varley's that's, that's such a bummer. Far and away the second best goaltender in Avs history. So. Yeah, but like, are you are you really are you really banking your future Stanley Cup contender on Vitek Vanacek? It was, and if and if you are, why was why was the organization that just gave him up not willing to do the same? I mean. It's just it's a hard comparison, right? Because when the Avs made the Grubauer move, they were just starting to come into this run of playoffs that they're on now. And they yeah. had a transition period of a year where they had both Varley and Grubauer as well. Yeah, and well, and they could afford that because Varley was on that long term deal. Yep. Uh and then Grubauer was on the classic the same it's the easiest I always say it's the easiest contract to sign in the NHL. The backup trying to become a starter gets a three-year deal at three million, right around three million dollars, and then gets three years, three years to uh, figure it out. And we haven't really talked about it much for a year because he hasn't played. But generally, Francois is probably. I think this podcast is a little bit lower on his starter potential than a lot of people talk about. Yeah, but if he repeats the year that he had, they have a really good backup. Yeah, for sure. But having a really good backup doesn't feel as good as having a real starter if you're YOLOing on a, another goaltender. Yeah, it's true. Um, in any case, final thoughts here really quick on the Avs situation for next year as we do have to wrap up and get to uh, TDSP, which I have delayed heavily already. Uh I like that. I think that should be a shirt sack up and pay the man. <laughs> Cause that's, I mean, I don't see any other choice that they have right now. The goalie list sounded, especially with the position this team's in the free agent goalie list sounded like just not interested. It's a lot of mediocrity, man. Um, you I, just, I like, you... I was going to say, ahead. I like Freddie Anderson before this year, but he seems like he's fallen off a cliff. Yeah. He's had a tough year. It's a bad time to have a contract year is a bad time for him to yeah. have his worst season. Yeah. 
All right. I guess we're going to get out of here then. Back up and pay the men. There we go. That's final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. Back up and pay the men. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching, consuming the podcast. However you do, we appreciate it very much. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube video. We uh, we see all y'all new people joining us for the playoffs. So give us a little click down there. Much appreciated. We are out of here for the day. We will probably be back tomorrow to discuss in depth whoever the Avs are playing on Sunday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Until then, we will talk to you all later.